Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders. <laughs> Tyler Keel. Raps are up 1-0, boys and girls, and I did not watch a single second. Hey, they're doing all right. However, hey. Have you seen... You saw the one that I sent to you on Facebook Messenger. It's like, Warriors in four. Warriors in four. Yeah, with the... With they the don't need Draymond. They don't need Duran. Well, <laughs> I just... I just... Well, okay. For the record, I'm listen, I'm not the biggest basketball guy, nor do I watch a lot of basketball, but I do understand... Yeah, that says something. I'm more of a basketball guy than you I are. do understand it, though. Listen, there's a reason why I would sit there and complain and complain that Kawhi wasn't playing about load management. Remember how we did that whole thing with, you know, Matthews never plays 20 minutes? Well, you know, a lot of people are doing the same thing with Kawhi Leonard during the regular season. And yet, no, folks, it's not a basketball podcast. I'm just saying it's the Raptors. Leave us alone. This is this is their chance. And I did the math. I think, if I'm not mistaken, when Kel and I go down there in Toronto in a couple weeks, that would be, I think, game six or seven. If it goes that long. I have to look at the exact schedule because we go right after Father's Day. But... She doesn't want to buy tickets. I mean, that's my thing. It's like she doesn't want to buy tickets to like Game Seven of the NBA well, Finals. No, you nobody does. We have a wedding. You know what? It's a once in a lifetime experience. When listen, Kawhi's not going to resign unless we give him a billion dollars and stock. As the host of this show, I am ringing it back in. <laughs> now you're going to try to be a good host, are you? I've always been a good host. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, I think I've been a pretty good host. I really. I thought I was a good goaltender you- too, Alex. <laughs> look, look where we are now. I mean, you went to the Fed for a bit, played for the Luck the Luck No Answers, and hey, now we're here. I have the second best goals against average in D two Davenport history, and the best save percentage in D two Davenport history. Just saying, Greener, you're, I knew you're bad without me. I always knew it. Sure, bud. Hey, they never. Hey, they've not really won a game. Actually, oh my kid, we we didn't make it to Natty's. We went to D two either. If you, want, if you want to chirp Tyler and tell him that he's a crappy goalie and he has a wider five-hole than Paris Hilton with her leg spread... It was a bad game. My groin was hurting. Leave me alone. Hashtag The Keel Podcast. At The Keel Podcast on Twitter. We don't have a Facebook up yet, and I don't want to make one because I'm lazy. And Facebook... And, okay. Hot it, take. Facebook isn't really for that. It, I don't think it is. It kind of is. is. I, listen. It's the same kind of methodology. But it's like that, it actually Facebook, but who uses adopted face- it from Twitter? How many people under the age of thirty five use Facebook for news and updates and actual stuff like that? Unfortunately, how, a lot. I not as many though as the older generation. Now Twitter is used more for that. That's why we're so on Twitter. That's why I post on Instagram. Yes, we do not have an Instagram for the show. No. I'm on Instagram. You're on Instagram. Well, the, you're basic. The, the Instagram but stuff. Well, yeah, I am a little bit basic. Oh, okay thank goodness. That. you find Everyone, round of applause. Alex finally admits he's basic. Woo! Oh, Alex, it's finally you're able to take your first step on the road to recovery. <laughs> At least I'm not a B-grade hipster. Why? Because I like the tragically hip? That's not being a hipster. Oh, I'm sorry. Being a fan. I'm sorry, a C-grade hipster, because C-A. A. Ha! That's oh a Canada joke. Oh, lordy. That was funny. All right, we're about four minutes into the show, and it's already downhill. But- Hashtag the Keel Podcast, at the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Let's get into this. So, talking about the Stanley Cup Finals between the St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah, Blues. the other finals that are going on. The, yeah. be- the better finals. 
The well, no, not necessarily. Well, okay, it depends on who wins. The hockey final. If Boston wins one series, Toronto wins the other. We all know which one we're happy about. St. Louis and Boston. Game one was looking well for the Blues 20, right off the bat. Twenty minutes of great hockey. They took it to Boston in their own barn. They did exactly what they needed to do. They got out, got a goal early. Braden Shen with a with a goal, just good hardworking shift by the team. It just they were looking good. Benito is making them saves early. Period number two, Vladimir Tarasenko, no show, finally. I mean, he gets a goal. Listen, I've said it for years, Tarasenko, that's why I call him Tarasenko, no show. Because guess what? Come playoff time, when it comes matters most, where is he? He's got nine points. Yes, now, but like that that's always been his my knock on him in the past. This year, this playoff run that this team has had, he has actually been a factor. Well, you could also believe that it's possible that the reason why he's doing so well is because of the people that are around him. He... He has he gone is playing on, he, with a lot better. I think he's gone on record. He's better. gone on record saying that he loves being in the same, you know, just in practices with players like Tyler Bozak. <laughs> Jaden Schwartz, I mean, is on his line. That's a huge part. Yeah, that is a very good point. And then also from his relationship with Jaden Schwartz, he's been able to build a great play style with Braden Shen, who, by the way, was the assist on the goal that was at a minute into the period. Right. And that's what put him up to nothing. But then, it just looked like St. Louis, I don't want to say got overconfident, but they let Boston back into the game. That penalty Joel Edmondson took on De- David Backus, high stick, unnecessary. Oscar Sundquist putting down Connor Clifton, unnecessary. And then, it just looked like the Bruins, I don't know if it was the Bruins out working the Blues, def- the Blues defense that we praised in this playoffs run, just looked incredibly soft. The Robert Bertuzzo Robert in front on Clifton's goal. Joel Edmondson on the goal scored by Corrali. That ended up being the game winner. I Listen, you're getting in front of the net. I understand, yes, you, they took five penalties. We'll get to that in a second, but... you well, got over, the, over the course of the game. Right, but they took the... It's the Boston day. took two, and David Krejci, by the way, with the illegal check to the head. Come on now. That's a, that's a dumb penalty with, what, it was just under seven minutes in that period? Right, but the, the point is, is that... The Blues gave up a great opportunity to go up 1-0. They had a great chance to get in there, get a win, get rid of home ice advantage in game You're one right. of the series. You're not wrong. The Bruins, I'm going to give it to them. They played better. They outworked them. And it's once again, the third and fourth lines. It's never your top lines ever, Alex, that score the big goals in these types of series. It's the third and fourth lines. Oh, uh, that's not necessarily true. But, you know, I mean, they come up in big moments. The guys that... I will are, admit, yes, you do see listen, from your... Jack Lombert will never be remembered ever again however he scored one goal in Game 7 against the Bruins in that 79. That's the only time he'll, he was only popular for Guy Lafleur for two days and for, for the rest of eternity, but... Depth players do, they are expected to do a lot more in the playoffs, and most of the time they do come up but not and they do execute. Goals, but they just do. They just come up in those big moments. Sometimes it, it's all a matter of just sometimes having your stick on the ice, having a good angle, and just chucking it at the net and seeing what happens. And and mo- more times than not, you'll have a good shooting, you'll have a good goal opportunity there. And the only goal that they actually, the Bruins got on the power play was... I believe that was the Sunquist hit, right? The Sunquist interference. And the goal, listen, the Bruins power uh, play. Let's see. I believe it was. Brad Marchand got the empty netter. Boston scored in the third period. 
the it was a power play goal by there was, there was there yeah there was only one power play goal think, the entire I, game and that and was the Charlie McAvoy goal and listen and, and it was unassisted by the way and the thing was about it was that the Bruins power play was shockingly garbage compared to what we saw it not just in the first two rounds but since I don't know, last year maybe even then this the power play the perfection power play Marsham Bergeron Pasternak we'll get to Bergeron in a second I have questions I need answers to but that goal by McAvoy. The Blues looked really good. Yeah, I got caught in a line change, but McAvoy, he's, he was met there. Petrangelo was in there. A shot that goes in from, what, 50 feet out. But here's my thing on it. One, Petrangelo, get your stick out of the way. Bennington didn't get a green on it because of that. Second, Bennington. Bennington's got to make that Bennington, save. Bennington, you're an NHL goaltender. you got to make that save. Yeah. I see it on both sides. You can't, I would, you can't I, throw that on Petrangelo. I would hate that his stick was in the way because, yes, every you need that perfect read off the shot. I do as a goaltender, you understand that. But you're not Bennington. NHL goaltender. I, you you literally train and you are paid millions of dollars to handle shots that are not perfect reads. Right. That's where I like, say Bennington should have it's a, NHL it's, goaltender. It's, it's a double whammy. They should be able to sit in the middle of a pinball machine and still make the save. That's what they're paid to do. Well, pinball basically. machines are pretty small, Alex. See, if you just put your feet in there, you can block the whole thing. Okay, if <laughs> If, we were, if, if there was a huge one, and if you you're could telling put a me human if, in if the Rick middle. Moranis came in and we did honey, we shrunk the kids, and he shrunk them down to the pinball, you think you should stop it? You're darn right. Okay. That's what you get paid millions of dollars to do. Well, um, eventually. Maybe, eventually. If it keeps us up. Hopefully, but, Winnington. But I think it really came down to St. Louis. It, it was a really great effort on the penalty kill by them. They were realizing it's, the, it's taking up the time. Well, yes, they took... It's the time taking up on those penalties. That's 10 minutes of a hockey game. Right. However, they were doing well at making sure that they weren't scoring on the penalty kill. Now, the penalties... And the Bruins, their power play looked out of... It looked like that. They... I think it was a feeling out process. It, you're it right. Really you're right. Was. Yes, you and could say there was the rust, and I... Literally, I, you had almost a month off. They had to play a scrimmage against their own Let's put it this way. The D3 Panthers had less of a break after the Christmas break than the Bruins did. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. For those that don't know, ACHA hockey takes a lot of breaks around Christmas because everyone takes three weeks off for school. Okay. Back to it. Sorry. Anyways, St. Louis had that jump. You know, people have been talking about it. Elliot Freeman mentioned it in his podcast that... 31 Thoughts. Yeah, the 31 Thoughts podcast. Sportsnet.ca. Um, it really took a toll on Boston to not have that much, just that period of time of not playing competitive hockey. Yeah, you had a scrimmage here and there, and yeah, and, they, and, well, and they had you, a scrimmage you tried sold, to, they, that sold out the Garden. Well, yeah, of course, that's the, that's, that's the best. Boston fans are crazy. You love them and you hate them because they're crazy. Aren't the Red Sox supposed to be doing well? Or are they not too good right now? They're playing baseball. Doesn't well, matter. <laughs> It's early in the season. Hey, I know the Jays are over with. I don't need to tell. It doesn't need to be early or late or what. Needless to say. We are not Baltimore. That's all I can care about. I don't We're know. We're better than Tigers. You're right, Kelly. Thank you. Here's the thing. I pay attention to minor league baseball Because you right work now. for the White Caps. Because By I the way, the that's Caps. the best gig ever. You should keep that till next year. Hey, can you get tickets for the, Can you work for the Griffins next year while you're at it? I'm actually trying to set up an internship with them. Sweet. Wait, does that mean? Yeah. Oh, hear that, Kelly? We get free tickets to that, too. Potentially, if Potent- it goes through. Either that or K-Wings tickets. Well, I'll pro- well, actually, I don't know if I'll write for them again. I hope so, because I can go there free, but that means I have to sit awkwardly away from Kelly, like, 
when I'm like, well, yeah, because you're working. Because I'm working in the booth, and she has to sit in the seat like across the aisle. It's kind of awkward and stuff. I mean, if you were still playing, it'd still be kind of the same thing. Well, that'd be better because because you'd be in your office still, quote unquote, and she'd be sitting there. Well, alone. she knows. She, well, here's the thing. I, well, oh, no, 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 no one else without you. She wants to do her job instead. Apparently, according to this, I think she. I think that's what she said. I mean, more money, more problems, right? Hey, oh, I didn't make. Huh? Actually, I think it's like got money. rookies in in the ECHL make three hundred. Well, money, when money. I play, they make three hundred fifty bucks a week. And yeah, did, no, no, ECHL players and didn't have, ha- and don't have to pay to... a single dollar of rent. Well, you can if you want to, but rookies don't. Well, no, of course, like vets rookies. make like seven fifty or some make a grand. It it depends on how how much you're getting there. But anyways, Trevor Gillis made a thousand. Back to the playoffs. Daryl Bootland's rich on the ECHL money. Sorry. Back to 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 the fact. Back at the ranch. Back to the fact that St. Louis lost game one. Going on to game two now. Well, wait. We gotta talk about that hit. Oh, the, you know, the, you know the hit that they put a bronze statue for him out there, even though they put number four instead of forty-seven. I don't know why. <laughs> they clearly messed up that statue, guys. I'm just saying. Tell you were trying too hard, and you got so far, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. Oh, rest in peace, Chester. That hit on Tory, the, the Tory Krug hit on Rob Thomas. My best tweet, I, I love it from Steve Nagel's cup check. It was someone tweeted at him. How about <laughs> Tory Krug hit, gave Robert Thomas a bigger hit than Carlos Santana did. Jeez, Pete. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, clearly you're 10 years old. Get out of here. For those of you that were not watching the game, Tory Krug playing hard right in front of the net. With David get, Perron. With David Perron. Playing really tough hockey, gets knocked down, taken down, gets his helmet knocked Bucket off. Bucket off. Gets a little bit upset. Quite oh, literally, oh, oh, frazzled. Skates the entire length, oh, basically the entire length of the ice, and completely demolishes this dude. Robert, Thomas. it was a clean check. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. The yes, I agree. It one hundred percent was a clean check. The reason why is because Robert Thomas tried to hold up at the very last second, and Tory Crew was going so fast. That if he had not, if, listen, he could have glided all the way down into under the bridge outside TD Garden. He could have glided under the train tracks how he fast could've. he was going. And everyone's saying it was a charge, it was a charge. Listen, if you played the game, that's not a charge. He stopped skating at the blue line. Come off it. That's a good, clean check. Yeah. And the Blues for not... It listen, was a clean check. The Blues saying that Robert Thomas was out for game two, but that did not result because of the injury. You know... I understand management like to, you know, keep it on the down low. They don't like to, you know, make injuries prevalent. Listen, Robert Thomas got rocked. That wasn't even that. It was the fact that you don't want to look weak. And Robert Thomas looks weak. I don't care if Torrey Cook's 5'10". Robert Thomas, it doesn't matter how big you are. You get ran like that, your body's not taking it too well. Tory Krug might as well have had a train whistle next to him just to... <laughs> the Krug train! The Krug train! And once again, hashtag the legend of Krug. That uh, okay, eh, didn't last that long. It was something when Krug first came to the Bruins after he left Michigan State. Yeah, that or hashtag Krug, Krug irony. It was Krug irony or legend of Krug? Well, legend of Krug. There, there was all, you know, there was... There was a, a bunch. I, there was I mean, a, Charlie McAvoy still has Charlie in charge. <sighs> McAvoy with your girlfriend? Why does Charlie McAvoy just look like a, pu- a face you want to punch? Almost bad as that guy from Barstool. 
There's two which, faces you just want to play. The El Presidente, whatever the hell his name is. Dave Portnoy, Pro, whatever the heck yeah. it is. Yeah, that Dave, guy. David Portnoy. Yeah, very El punch- Presidente. Very punchable looking. Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah, him and McAvoy, very punchable looking faces. I'm just saying. I mean, I may see him outside in the street somewhere, and I may just punch him out and say, sorry, sir, I didn't mean to. You just look like you have a punchable face. Yeah, I really don't like Barstool too Barstool's much. a joke. Barstool I, is... I'm, I'm very happy that let's Pat put, McAfee got out of there. When oh, he dude, that's a good thing. Now McAvoy's probably working for... Oh McAfee, what not McAvoy. What, did I say McAvoy? Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly wanting to go after somebody. No, I love, I love McAfee. He's great. The fact he's doing wrestling now is even better. But I just... Mark, oh. He's also, he's also chugging beers at NFL drafts. Let's, let's Why? Oh, gee. Yeah, because yeah, Pat McAfee is to the NFL. It's Ric Flair's WWE. Yeah. If you have an appearance, you're going to drink. However, you go anywhere else, you're sober because you're representing a company. Representing the brand. The brand. Kicker brand. The, no, the, okay, I guess all kickers. Yeah, he's a kicker at heart. Oh, yeah, he kicked at West Virginia. Then he put, okay, sorry. Um, Game two. Hockey? <laughs> Game two. So this one was... A little bit different. Well, the thing was, was that everyone before the game was like, wow, Boston played so well, they're going to dominate the whole series to be over in four because the Blues look awful. Listen, where game two was, after game one, you saw where the Blues, how they could take it to St. Louis. Wait, the Blues could take it to Boston. I caught there, myself. I caught myself. There you go. The Blues could take it to Boston. The best part about game two is that while the Bruins jumped ahead, the Blues were able to stay with them. I never, listen, I knew, I felt deep down just because of the rules, the way refs were going to play, let Boston play. I really, really thought that the Bruins were able to handle the series at home. Now, we'll end here. Talking about handling. We talked about the power play and how it was doing so well. But first period, four minutes, 44 seconds in. Power play goal, Charlie Coyle. I don't want to say dumb penalty on Sammy Blaze because, listen, Took a rest. Those that last thirty the minutes. The Charlie in charge. Yes, but the thing. Oh well, he is. He's Charlie. He's good Charlie boy. Charlie Coyle from Massachusetts, somewhere outside there. Whatever. How I don't know what they pizza. Whatever. I don't know. Grease pizza. Clams. I don't know. Clams. Clams. No, that's chowder. Don't you dare. We're not getting into this again. No, you are not saying anything. <laughs> but sorry, I had to point at your girlfriend to make sure she didn't. Who did you bring? Chowder is soup, but you don't call it soup. Anyways, but so. Four Sorry. minutes, 44 seconds in, Boston gets an early goal. But let's talk, On the power but let's play, talk how they got to that power play, though. Okay, fine. How Sammy Blaze driving the net hard, running to Rask. You could see Blaze tried to stop, but you weren't stopping. The game plan was simple. Make it difficult on Rask. He's a consummate trophy winner he- prediction heading into this series because of the fact of how good he is. You need to rattle him. Now, yes, I'm not saying go out and straight blindside a guy, but get in his grill. It wasn't a hard hit. That could have been a lot worse. No. I've seen I mean, geez. It kind of reminded me of I'm this. just saying, Bruins fans know that goal, how hard people can hit goaltenders. Milan Lucic, how you doing? <laughs> okay, Enzo Amore. Hey, he's going to get traded. No, there's, ta- there's talk Lucic may be gone. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Rumors. Um, But, no, that, Not just, a nice just watching that happens. play happen and how, how it uh, transpired, it kind of reminded me of the stuff that – Sean Avery and Marty Berger would get into oh, where, where Sean Avery would like run into him like, oh, sorry, Marty, you didn't mean to hit you there. Well, Sammy Blake, I mean, of course, then they got another penalty later on for goaltender interference, but that one the Bruins didn't count on. But to the goal for the Bruins, this is where I thought, wow, are the Blues really going to give up that easily? Because watching that play, it just looked like they were just kind of floating. I mean, 
Coyle gets open in front, but Jake Pasta gives the puck over to DeBrusque, and he just goes on in. Da, 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 da. And then this, the slot just opens up like the Red Sea, and Coyle comes right down the middle off the bench. Nobody catches him. Nobody puts pressure on DeBrusque. Nobody covers Coyle. Now, yes, would I like Benning to have that one? Yes, we'll get to him in a second. You should have. Absolutely, it's five-hole. Yes, it's a quick shot, one-timer moving left to right, but you know to slide, get down the butterfly, your stick on the ice. Dude, his stick's halfway up in the air. Come on. And and you could see after game one, he looked a little rattled, and you just like, what is it with Bennington? Is he this where he cracks in the under the biggest pressure? It, it's possible. The supposed consummate winner for, winner for St. Louis. I think maybe Jaden Schwartz would be that too, but we'll get to that nah. point. We'll, well, that'll be happy when we get to that point. Whoever listens... Whoever lifts Lord Stanley will be, will discuss it then. But a bad goal once again. A bad goal this time all around, though, I would say. But about five minutes later, St. Louis comes back. Patrick Maroon with a great shift. Just Patty Maroon, big rig himself, doing what he needs to do. He got in there, ran everyone to the boards. He he was playing a little bit with shorts there for a second. I think it was crossover line just because of, I think it was an icing. But he was out there with top guys, and he was making plays. He looked like he could have been on the top line. But then they put out, you know, Bozak came out there and then Bertuzzo came on the points and they looked back at home. But physical and net getting in front with Rask. Uh, I think the shot went off Matt Gri- Yeah, the shot goes off by Bertuzzo off Matt Grizzlick's leg in front. Then Matt Patrick Maroon getting in there with the glove and all over his face. Being all frisky. Being all getting in there. Get, get dirty. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get in, in there. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, I remember when I was, what was it? 19? I was 19. Something like that. Anyways, so St. Louis getting but, one right back at him. a good goal. Great, good goal. Good hard work. That is exactly what the Blues need to do, especially on the road. But... <sighs> less, than a, less than a minute Blues later. Blues defense, ladies and gentlemen. Less than There's a minute. not looking pretty. Less than a minute later, Boston gets another one. Joachim Nordstrom. Oh, Corrali with a great play down low to get in front to Nordstrom. But once again, who's covering him? Secondly... What in the world is Bennington doing? Is it possible that Bennington is going to lose them to this series? Oh, God. If he keeps... Well, hold on. But that goal, I'll get, we'll get to him later. I literally, I, the reason why I posted a gif of Tina Fey opening her legs up on Saturday Night Live is because <laughs> that's literally what Bennington's looking like. Just, I'm going to... He's going to, like, overexposing. Now, here comes goalie school Tyler coming in here. Folks, heads up. Here's what happens. He thinks he's going... To, the way Bennington thinks... Is, that's his problem. He thinks. He didn't react. He thought. He tried to anticipate that Nordstrom was going to go all the way around. Well, you can't just be brain dead the entire game, Ty. Hold on. That's why I'm saying. But you, but you can't. Listen, you have to react more. You, he was thinking too much in net. He was thinking. There's a reason why I'm still here. Why I'm here doing this with you and not playing is because I thought a little too much. Also because the Fed League season's over with. But nonetheless, he over he overplayed Nordstrom going around the net. And he put it through his legs. Once again, two five-hole goals on Bennington in the first, what, not, 10 minutes of the game. Not a good start for Bennington. But as the game went on, he got better. I think he had to make a couple saves. I mean, a, a nice one right there at the end of the third period. Boy, Bruins were coming on late. I really liked the way he responded. He needed to do that. If and Maybe the two days off will help going back to, listen, Playing in the, in the in the playoffs up until the Stanley Cup Finals is a different feel than playing in the finals itself. You can go through the first three rounds and not be noticed. You get put in the finals, you're the only two teams left. Listen, that spotlight becomes a little bit warmer, a little bit hotter, and a lot brighter. 
some people crumble under it. It's it's quite possible. And that's why I think he just played better, and especially <laughs> going into that overtime, didn't have to make too many saves, didn't have get pressed too much, but made a big one late. Well, 23, a, uh, 23 shots against, misses two, saves 21. But, I mean, the other team had a whole lot of shots. I mean, Blues obviously outshot Boston in, in game two. Game one was a little bit closer, but... It's making the big saves when it matters. Now you're going to be at home. You're in front of the home crowd. You have two days off to rest. I, let's see how Bennington goes to game three. However, game two is not even over with. No. So as as far as I'm concerned, first period, back and forth, back and forth. Knee, ho, he, ho. Boston, St. Louis, four goals between both teams. Going into the second period, 2-2. Well, that, that second goal was the epitome of why taking advantage of a forward on defense is key. McAvoy's pinching down low. Blue's able to get the puck out because Tarasenko's bringing it up. Marshan decides to dart from right defense to right in front of the Blue's bench, thinking he's going to cut off Tarasenko. Now listen, if it was Patrick Maroon, you're right, Brad. You would have caught him. Unfortunately, Tarasenko is not no slow-mo. No. Slow poke, dang it. That was a good opportunity. You tried. I messed up. But Any- no. Almost like a shot from the point when I'm screened. Yeah. Anyways, this is a very self-loathing episode, isn't it? Do you need a drink, Ty? <laughs> Hey, it is Friday. I don't work for three days, so we'll see. But Tarasenko, not yet. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm being asked by my, my bartender. The peanut gallery. There's bar- both of them this My time. bartender slash secretary slash fiance. I love you. You're a secretary? Oh, she she, oh she's, she, she has all my dates and all my times or whatever. I remember anything. So, I, remember, I remember when your birthday is, when our anniversary is, and when our marriage is. Hey, 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 you want to know something funny? What? Want to know something funny? Ready for this? Ready for this? Ready for this? When's Kelly's mom's birthday? Oh, um. Okay, can I, can I ask one question? Yes. Yes, uh, you are allowed one question. Fall. No. Wow. When's my mom's birthday? I've only been in this relationship for less than six, well, yeah, just, uh, just over said, six months. I literally sat in front of you this morning. You know Hold on, it's April... What, what month is it? Chuck and Caleb have the same birthday. August 17th? <sighs> is it fall or? Spring. Oh, March. August 26th. I knew it. April. <laughs> count it. April. Count <laughs> it. April 28th. 28th. Okay, I'll remember that. April 28th is Kelly's mom's birthday. Shout out to Joan Dietrich. Thank God she never listens to this show. <laughs> I should get her to start listening. No! Because your mother and hey, I have a good listeners. relationship going right now. Bashing you. listeners. And that's okay. I, l- I like the fact that she likes... Hey, you know what? It worked. That was our common ground is that we both knew a lot of things about you. <laughs> For the record, here's, here's the problem that both of these girls need to realize. It's very easy for us to be liked. No, We're the good not. kids. We are the good... We are We're the, the good kids. Oh. We are the saints. We come we marching in. We come in, Saints go We don't need to go in my personal, my my we previous history. All that, ma- all that matters is that we live. All the from Alex, Christmas. Alex, all that matters that we, we are the Saints that go marching All we need now in. is the fact that we live in the now. We live in the present. We live looking towards the future, Tyler. But living in the now, Tyler. What? Delusional. We don't live in the present. We are the present. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, woo, yeah. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. Wait, that was a bad one. Give me another. Yeah, woo! Can you tell your viewers of the podcast what happened at Twing on Tuesday? Nobody no. will care. No, I'm not even. No, not even giving it the light of day. Time out. Back to hockey. Time in. Okay. So 
the first period ends. Oh no, two two. I didn't finish the goal. Sorry. No, two two. Hardworking goal. But one thing. Okay, finish the oh, goal, and then I want to talk about Tarasenko going hard to the net. Gives it over. Shot by Schwartz. That is the perfect L shot. The perfect L shot by Jaden Schwartz. Chara overplays a little bit. Turns back, though. Is able to stop this, the first shot by Tarasenko. Able to flip it back in on his backhand. But once again, though, showing why a winger is poor on defense. Because Brad Marchand... Did not even, I, he back-checked, but he was just back-checking like a buffoon. He didn't know where he was going. Instead of picking up Tarasenko and having him have two shots at goal, he allows him to, he doesn't even cover him. He just, I, I don't know what he was doing. He's a crappy blanket tie. He is didn't cover him. Didn't cover him, you're right. I don't, of course, then again, what do you, I mean, let's put it this way. Rats are very scurry. They kind of they <laughs> just go around and they don't really have a direction they're able to watch where they're going. They just run into traps and peanut butter. Peanut butter is a thing. And they're willing to run up water buckets into... Oh, wait, hold on. They're really <laughs> nutty individuals. Ha! There you go. But... um, Yeah, so first period ends 2-2. But before we get out of the first period, 17 minutes, 57 seconds into the first period, we have a boarding call. A boarding call. Well, that's not too bad, is it? <laughs> no, no, not usually. No, However, if you, at, if you look at the box, you're uh, two minutes for boarding. Oh, he must have just put a guy in a little too hard on the boards. No. Well. Oscar, Oscar Sungfist. Who, remember, guys, got brained in the preseason by one Tom Wilson. Talk about knocking some sense into him. Psst. Hey. I am hilarious. <laughs> Two-minute minor assessed to Oscar Sungfist for a boarding where he actually hit a guy in the head. Well, okay. And is the reason why he has been banned from Game 3. So, let's quickly dissect this hit, because let's be honest, it's been a day and a half. Everyone's been already talking about it. It's been two days now by the time you're able to listen to this. There's been 1,000 opinions. Let's quickly go into it. Grizzlick going into the boards... Kind of turn at the last... No, no, he didn't turn at the last second. I'm not saying turn his back. Do his not... Back, his, no, hold on. Let me go both sides here. His numbers were there. Sunquist should have known that. Don't he victim shame him. I'm, no, I'm not. Listen, listen. There have been there were some checks a lot in that game. St. Louis played the body excellent, but there were a lot of times that St. Louis went in little from behind to the Bruins players. Not just this hit, but throughout the game. Yeah, However, this... But they were able to do it because why? Because they were... I don't want to say cleaner, but... They were let go because they didn't result in an injury, and they weren't as bad. They were just putting him into the boards to effectively remove him from the play. Oscar Sundquist's hit, he was going in pretty hard at Grizzlick. Grizzlick was turning when he moved the puck, and which made him a little off balance, which allowed him to be much more prone to the hit. Now, I'm not. This is why I'm saying it is a suspendable hit yeah. because of the fact that yes, head contact was made, and Sundquist. With even seeing the numbers, went for it. That's why I, you would have thought yes would have been a five. He had plenty of time. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to I'm, what I'm trying to go for here is Alex. What was being let go earlier? The not the big hits from behind, but the bumps from behind into the boards. Right. That weren't injuring players. Sunquist thought he could have done it again. Don't forget, Sunquist has been a very physical player in these playoffs. He's yeah, he has been. He's, he's been laying the body. That, he's been accepting that fourth line role, which he's had to do if he wants to stay on this team. So he's been doing that. And that's why he's going in the corners like, hey, I know it's been getting let go of right now. Here's Grizzly. Yes, Grizzly is a lot shorter than guys like McAvoy, like Chara. Regardless. Yes, you're right. He should not have gone in for that hit in the first place. He deserved to be suspended. 
the two-minute boarding call, it's really tough because of the fact that, listen, we talked about it before about the review. And I remember a couple weeks ago, not this current, the best Bobcat, the latest Bobcast episode, but the one before that, a listener wrote in and asked for something similar to the, like how soccer or football, the VAR. That there's someone at the game watching it that can call down to the official and say, hey, that should be a five. Or in this case of member of the Cody Eak and Joe Pavelski hit, hey, that's not a five. It's an injury, but it's not a, not worthy of a five-minute major. Something Penalties like, are not reviewable currently. But that's what I'm saying. They have, should have something like that to institute that. That's the, that's the point. Well, there's always a ref watching ba- the game. There but, always is. But that's why Gary... You have the director of officiating that, especially in this situation, he's watching every single game, every single second. Right. He's, he's no. sitting there with the snacks and the pops, you know, and the sodas, you know. And apparently the cupcake-shaped Stanley Cup at the Boston Bruins game I was hearing. I don't know. I know, right? I, I mean, I'll take it. What flavor was it? Probably like Boston cream. But Boston cream cake? Oh, that stuff's delicious. But in a, in a cupcake, though, Alex. It's Boston cream pie. Ooh, as a cupcake? That's tough. What do they just put? Yogurt filling in the middle? Anyways, but... No, cream no, filling. I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, the old plate Boston cream flavor. Yeah, by the way, I've, I've disowned going for that Boston cream yogurt. You want to know why? Why? Dunkin' Donuts. What about it? The old plate and Dunkin' Donuts have become a thing together. Yeah, and? And, yeah, and I despise Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, because it was Game 7! Oh, that's right. <laughs> Boston versus oh, Maple Leafs. Oh, because well, yeah, Boston and Toronto were playing that night. You can't have a Boston okay, donut. Okay, okay. All right, back to the show here. You can't tell me what to do. You're in the peanut gallery. I am the host. This is my show. This is coming from the guy who shaved his face every day. That's funny. And it almost worked. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. What? Almost. I know. Talking about this. Anyways. But second period. Or moving on from the head. We're moving on. We're not going to. So Sankvist. We'll talk about reviews and how. Because Gary Bettman did say before the series, they're going to explore it. (laughs) They're going to explore it. And it's something that they're going to take care of in the offseason. They're not going to. They're not going to have it done by the end of the series. You cannot start a series. No, 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 no. No, they're not going to do that. They did that before the playoffs. That's one thing. But they're not going to do it now, which is okay. Well, they shouldn't do it before the playoffs either. Well, remember they they did can't the, change well, that stuff. Well, remember they did the goaltending review. They're stuff already last changing year? the rules as it is. Well, the the refs are. The, the Hi, refs. welcome to the NHL playoffs, where the rules are pre-lockout. I'm talking '90s hockey. Well, do you want trapezoids? Neither do we. Who cares? <laughs> okay, welcome to the welcome to the Cup playoffs, where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Every who's <laughs> lo- who's offsides, anyways. Welcome to the N- NHL <laughs> officiating staff, where everybody is Don Cherry. Plus, Wes McCauley. Oh, wait. He's out. Is Wes McCauley really not called? Yeah, no, he's hurt. Oh, he tore oh, his quad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was hamstring. It was that's all. Oh, that's what it was. I remember that. Was well, it strainer or tore? No, he he tore it because uh, was it? It was the Blue Series. Yeah, it was the Blue Series. It was game six. So what happened? You have to understand. These refs, they go through a lot of strain. Even though, even though it may not seem like it, but they're going up and down the ice the entire time. They don't get breaks. They get water during TV timeouts. And... It can take a toll, and especially with these guys being older. Listen, it's well, they're they're trying to get younger guys every time to try to make these calls be faster. But there's a reason why you see in the NFL a bunch of old guys because they just kind of shuffle around a little bit and try not to get killed by the linebackers in the football. Hockey, they're going, and don't forget those linesmen have to be in there 
When the, when the scuffle starts, get in out, there. They got to get in there. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. What the heck was that? Tyler, your fiance is drunk and she had She's literally losing it. I'll blame the Chinese food. I'll blame the super sweet Chinese food. One gin. We got one mics and one gin in the peanut gallery today. Yeah. And probably two shots of fireball across the table from me right now. <laughs> All right. Is on? It's on like Donkey Kong. Second period. Moving on. Let's move on with this one, and then we'll get into other stuff later. Second period and third period, no goals whatsoever. However, in the Back second period, play. second period, what happened with scoring happened with penalties. Boston gets a penalty. St. Louis gets a penalty. Boston gets a penalty. St. Louis gets a penalty. I that could be the fact- interference, tripping, high stick, interference on the goaltender. This. Oh, yeah, Bozak stick that got clipped and he had to go off, and everyone thought, yep. oh, and because it, it was a complete accident. This entire, that entire period, n- absolute dog crap hockey. That does not happen. After that, that does not Three happen. goals should have been scored that period. Nothing. Well, the, the power plays are just bad for both teams. Now, you could say, yes, the, the penalty, penalty kills were doing great. They're doing great, but, but both St. power Lewis plays Blues. are not crisp. And that's where I, I think that's where the layoff comes in, Alex. The power plays are not fresh to being at game speed. They're not used to having to make those quick plays. It doesn't not, help that St. Louis has a really good penalty kill, though. It, but Boston's got a good one, too. But the, well, still, that's why they but didn't these, score. But these power plays are still able to convert. That's the thing I'm trying to get at. Well, they weren't converting. Boston went 1 for 5. St. Louis goes 0 for 3. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just... I. I really, I, I think it'll be better in game three and four. Now, how much penalties are going to get called? How much the refs are going to, who's going to ref? I don't know. Scout and the refs will probably put that out tomorrow. At Scout the refs, uh, at Scouting the refs, excuse me. Please yeah, follow, follow them on Twitter. They're, they're pretty good. They're great. Okay, well, here's the thing. They told us Saint- exactly was getting suspended for the rest of the playoffs. Okay. Both games, St. Louis got five penalties. Boston got two. Both games. No, uh, five. Well, they have, that's what they I said. Had, they had two in game one, three. In no, game no, no, two. no. They had three in game two. No, they did not. I'm looking at Boston. Right here. Boston had two penalties in game two. They had two penalties. They were both in the second period. Interference and high stick. I'm looking at it right now, and it says I got 0 for three. What are you on? I'm on NHL. I'm on TSN. I got 0 for three on power play. What do you have? I'm looking over at your laptop now. Hold on. This is great. I, I'm. This I'm great dead serious. This is game two, final overtime. All right, go the down series the at 101. Penalty summary. First period. St. Louis gets both penalties. Second go period. To, go to back the and forth, Scroll back down. and forth. Third period. Boston gets one, none in overtime. Oh, they probably, oh, because they probably count on the Clifton high stick as two penalties. That's probably why. I have the official NHL game sheet here. Okay, well, NHL's wrong. Well, it's a uh, double minor. But it's one if, okay. If they, it's if, one penalty. If they though. scored in the first two minutes, they would just drop it down to two minutes. Okay, but it's it's one penalty though. It should. It's be. a double minor. I agree. But nonetheless, hey, look, a guy gets hit in the head. Two minutes. Guy gets clipped in a little bit of blood. Four minutes. Welcome to the National Hockey League. But okay, I do agree with the four minute automatic blood. I don't forget well, yes. it used to be a five minute penalty back in the day. You know, remember the five minute major that should have been called on Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, Frazier, we remember. We weren't even born. We remember. Back Sorry. to the now. Four penalties, five and two each each game. Another goaltender interference. Nothing <laughs> happened. 
Third period, only one event happened. It was a penalty. It was slashing by Braden Shen, who should not have gotten that penalty. It was stupid. Braden Shen should know better than that. Oh, absolutely. Braden Shen, Braden Shen has played in this league too long, and he's been playing in the playoffs for too long to do stuff like that. Even even somebody that's only been playing in the playoffs for one year and they get all this far, they should know better. They uh, know how the rules are. They know how the rules change. You go, you can, you can tap. Well, it's so in hard. In the playoffs, it's, you can tap so, on somebody. It's so hard to tell these days, though, Alex. That's the problem. The ref, the, the consistency is the refs is comparable to the San Andreas fault. That's how consistent it is. No, it's pretty consistent. Tyler. It's as consistent as the Batman ride at Six Flags Great America. It's just viewed, 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 viewed. Okay, if you ever, okay. Tyler, you have to understand there's a lot of people that do not know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, roller coasters. I'm going with a roller coaster joke here, folks. How about it's as consistent as crunchy peanut butter? Ew. What's wrong with crunchy peanut butter? Everything. Okay. Even Joe knows it's good. Here's, here, okay, here's, here's the point. Yeah, crunchy peanut butter, there's some, there's some bites where you only get like maybe one piece of peanut. And then there's some where it's... <laughs> All right, for all you weird people that like crunchy peanut butter. Oh, it's so good. Tell Alex to stop doing it. I'm going to tell you all, folks, too. We're going to have a heart to heart. Your crunchy peanut butter is At the Keel Podcast. Hashtag the Keel Podcast. Horrible. I want nice, smooth peanut I want to enjoy my peanut butter and jellies. I want to make me feel comfort at home. I don't have to fight through my sandwich like I'm fighting through the Serengeti trying to fight off birds, lions, and diseases from mosquitoes. You don't really... We have a peanut butter intervention right now, right on this point? No, let's get to the game. Okay. But Wait, Ty, put in, put in the thing. Do, the do, do, do it right now. And go. What? We're going we're gonna to have the intervention about the peanut... No, we got to get back to the game. No, cut me. No, but the point... Cut is, it out. <laughs> back to hockey. Hey, Uncle Joey. Hey, don't forget, remember, Uncle Joey wore a Red Wing sweater and the pads the wrong way in an episode of Full House. Yeah, well, Uncle... remember that. Back to hockey. But the third period, I really yeah. like the way Bennington responded. I think it was a back and forth. Both teams had chances. The Blues, the majority of them, they came really close. Carl Gunnarsson ringing off the post. Carl Gunnarsson, who probably wouldn't be in the lineup if Sanford's in the lineup. That's a questionable decision for game three. We'll see how that goes tomorrow. But the but it just they get, it kept getting close and close. I'm like, all right, the Blues have the chance, but then they go to overtime. And overtime in Boston... Just spells bad time for the whole, for the visiting team. Why? Because I'm a traumatized Leafs fan. That's why, Alex. I'm glad you asked. Okay, but overtime. So, oh, how do I break it down for you fans? It didn't this, last long. It didn't last long. It was quite short. You know, it. Three fifty one to be exact. Three fifty one. You know, Carl Gunnarsson, Ryan O'Reilly, Oscar Sunfist. You know, the guy that shouldn't be in that game. Well, remember, there was, that was fans, on delayed penalty, remember? Right. And Boston fans are losing their minds because why is the guy that is banned from game three, why is he part of the goal that made his... No, no. Oscar Sunkfist was not suspended. Was, yeah, he was, he was given a two-minute minor in the first period. Just quickly on and, that, I, you, I'll say this. If he gets a game misconduct, there's no suspension. Yeah, I know there, there's a suspension. Well, you know, what the funny thing is, is that Carl Gunnarsson gets the goal. Who is it? Who's the one screening Rask? Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, he's been getting in there because remember, like I said, it's a delayed penalty. 
go for it. Petrangelo gets in there, and the point is to get pucks to the net. Get pucks to the net. Get Carl. pucks deep. Get pucks in the and, and you win the hockey game. Games. You win the hockey game. Carl Gunnarsson gets the shot, and I just it's it's just a first of all a perfect shot. I don't think Carl Gunnarsson. I love Carl to death. Former Leaf great Carl Gunnarsson. Oh whatever. But let me tell you, he is not aiming that shot. That is a shot he just fired on goal and hoped it hit something. And, and it worked. It. And it hit Twine. And the Blues tied the series up. One to one. One to one heading back to St. Louis. But listen, there's one point I want out of this. Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand line. Listen, Casper the Friendly Ghost, at least you could see him. This team, this line is just... The only goal they have in this series is Brad Marchand's empty netter. They were just non-existent. Now, yes, you can't expect everyone to be oh, great all the time. Listen, there's a reason why they call it this perfection line because for some reason they're just able to do stuff and get the job done. Here's a real question, is, though. I'm sorry, go ahead. How many times in this playoffs have they been scored on? Very few. I want to look at their plus minus now. It's well, they were minus what five minus set. No, they were minus seven. Hold on here. Let me let me look at Boston real quick. Look at their plus I, minuses. They were. I think they were a combined. So Pastor, Pasternak, his plus minus is a minus one. It was in that in that game. Uh, in this game. So look at look at Marchands and Bergerons. In this game. Yes. Okay, so Bergerons a minus one, and where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Sixty three. Marshawn, minus one. So in this in and this they were game, minus four combined in game. They were minus seven combined, the three of them, in the first two games. That's not that's not usually what they are, because don't forget, you have Mr. Selkie over there in Patrice Bergeron. Is something wrong with him again? I don't think it's necessarily something wrong with him. I think Is this 2013 all over again where he has something just is it collapsed long and a broken collarbone and a split knee in half and you know an there's ankle probably that's bulging sp- out the side? There's probably stuff that's wrong with him. Three I, toes that have hey, I know Pasternak hasn't been looking good. But Pasta for some reason when Pasternak Because from- if you look at what the minutes were in the uh scrimmage, that first line didn't play a lot. Well, you don't want to burn him out. That's why. No, no, no. Even even just then, just the, it was very coasting it in. You weren't really going full. But it, well, yeah, because it's a scrimmage. You don't go full tilt. But my yeah, but you want to stay competitive. But there's a there's Pasternak. I think is hurt. No, I think Bergeron's hurt. Bergeron is one of the toughest guys in the faceoff circle. He went thirty eight percent on Wednesday, Alex. This is one of the top faceoff guys in the league, and he's getting beat by Braden Schwartz. I think or it's Braden a, Shen. I just combined two people together. Who cares? Braden Shen. I think it's his collarbone again. I don't know what it is. Like, did he get? Did something happen over break? Did something happen in that Carolina series that nobody saw? Listen, I know that I know that a lot of players missed Game Four for the Bruins, but it wasn't like a big. I mean, it wasn't like I think it was just Chara. That's why they. I, I, it it might have been something in the Carolina series because well, something if, happened in Game just One. Think, just thinking about it, like me, me and you have both been in the same situation where you've been hurt before. And you've had to have you had to take time to recover, right? And so, you know, well, you, some of us so took time initi- to recover. Some of us just kept playing because, well, we can't lose our spot, right? So, in in the case of the people that they get hurt and they get time to recover, Bergeron probably got hurt sometime in the Carolina series, has all this time to rest, and then he's nervous. Something, Bergeron, something's wrong. Obviously, he understands. He's got to be hurt. 
He's Bergeron. He, he not understands. The, Bergeron's not the kind of guy, though, Alex, to just get nervous. He's won. Well, okay, cup. okay. He's he, won the cup before. He understands his position. He understands his place, and he understands what he's there to do. However, he also knows it's it's that kind of thing of crap. I have to go twice as hard just to keep up. Because right now I, he's playing like a regular hockey player. He's playing. He's gingerly. not. He's playing gingerly. He's that's not, the best way I can say it. He's not playing like a Selkie winner. He's not playing like a Selkie winner. He's not playing like a guy that really won game seven for the Bruins winner. in 2011. Pasternak hasn't been looking all that good. But I think the, Marshawn's healthy. I think he's just, he's just out of he's it. He's just playing dumb right. Well, when your two line mates aren't playing, there's a reason why he has 100 points because he played with those two guys all season. Right. And when, you, when you're the only guy on that line and that's power plays not, not clicking or anything like that, he's, he's kind of bummed out probably. And playing l- style. It looks like they're going to move past it to with Krejci because the Krejci line with I think that line's been really good for the Bruins in the first two games. Krejci's been looking. He's Is Krejci with Krejci's with Coyle, isn't he? Krejci, isn't it Krejci Coyle? No, Coyle's third line center, which is still just one. Like I said, one of the most underrated moves at the deadline, bar none. Coyle's a second liner. Coyle, oh he could he, any other. Hey, in Minnesota, he was most first line. Lines. Krejci's right there with DeBrusque and Backus, but the idea is that okay. they may move Pasternak down with Krejci, and that may open up Jake DeBrusque to move that top line, or maybe, I, I don't want to, I, I don't DeBrusque know. DeBrusque has to go up. Yeah, it'd have to be DeBrusque. DeBrusque has played with Marshawn before, because you're not, you're not mo- Because you're not moving Backus with Bergeron and Marshawn. I don't, well. No, no, no. no. You never know. I, Backus the, and Bergeron aren't the closest friends. I think, you don't want to do that right now. Well, I don't think closest friends really matter. But I'm, but okay, closest I, playing. I do, yeah, I agree with you there. We'll see how the game goes. Cassidy will try to do the matchups, even though it's tougher on the road. This is where I said Cassidy versus Bruby. Bruby will just throw anyone out there. I think game three goes to the Blues, we'll just s- based on this. I, I agree. Of course, Grizzlick's going to be out. John Moore will be in, and we'll see how that pairing goes. I mean, let's hope. Here's to Grizzlick, you know, having a speedy recovery because concussions are not something to be taken lightly. No. And the worst part is, despite all this concussion research, CTE research, He's not traveling with the team St. Louis. So he's out for games three and four. So maybe they are taking yeah. precautions. John Moore, by the way, will be uh, jumping in the lineup. I did on. say that, sorry. I don't know if you heard me there. I'm just making sure. But for those of you that at home. At home that don't listen to Tyler, listen to Alex for some gosh forsaken reason. It's because I have the sexy voice. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You have a voice that makes people want to run backwards into a moving van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... I want to see how that's going to work out because right now Grizzly was paired with Connor Clifton. So your third pairing is pretty much just going to be, all right, guys, just hold it for a few minutes. Let the, let Chara go grab an oxygen tank and McAvoy's ready to go. Because let's be honest, the reason why when McAvoy got suspended, John Moore fit in perfectly because they were able to move Krug up with Chara and John Moore was able to play on the second pairing. Chara's been looking in good shape, though. Oh. Well, yeah, okay, when you have 12 days off, Alex. No, 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 I'm just talking in general. He didn't even, remember, he didn't play. He's he, got so much energy. He hasn't played, he didn't play since game three well, in the I'm, Carolina series. I'm talking the entire playoffs. He has looked like he's got a lot of energy. And, uh, okay, compared, I don't know what Leafs series you were watching that first round. <laughs> okay, the Leafs are just fast. You got to keep putting the puck in Charles' corner, though. Dude, the Leafs are fast. That's. You can't compare the and Leafs I know the, versus and I, Mitch that's, Marner. That's why I think Charlie looks better because the Blues are not a fast team. No. The Bruins of all teams have faster are faster than the Blues. 
The Bruins and the Blues have the same concept. Sort of. Of go in there, grind it out. However, the Blues are more skilled at that. They're used to it more. I th- well, when you're bringing in, see, listen, you have when a, you're bringing in guys like Tyler Bozak, each team, well, you as a third line center, as a third line center, even talking about that players being hot in the playoffs, having to take paying them second up. line minutes or second line money, but being a third line. But Bozak's not a grinder. Each team has players about, like that. Each team has four Petra or five. Angelo is not necessarily a grinder. Each team has four or five players that can play a skill game. But both teams have three lines at least. And even Ter- even Tarasenko and Shen getting in there can play the physical game. Both teams have that physical mentality. Whereas I think the Bruins, through and through the lineup, like I said, it could be the Boston Bruins mentality. Everyone's willing to lay the body. Game three is going to be important for the Bruins to mount back, bounce back. They always find a way to do it, no matter who they're playing, no matter who it's against. They have not lost two in a row all playoff long. They ain't going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it again. I think they're going to come out a lot harder. I think, yes, St. Louis will have the home t- home crowd on their side. The place will be rocking. The anthem singer, who I love to death, is going to be getting his... Uh, it's his last season. He's going to be all into it, and it's going to get me fired up. But somehow, Boston will pull it out. Unless Bennington stands on his head, and the Blues can stay out of the gosh darn penalty box. I, you really got to expect. Yeah. I, Boston, I think, is going to come out with a lot better performance. I don't see St. Just on, based on record, Boston will win game three. But if the Blues just play the way they did. The Blues are once again proving people wrong, Alex. It looked like Boston, ah, they got it. It's over. They got, they're got they well-rested. They got the skill. They're out going to play them, blah, blah, blah. Here, well, but here, this here's blue, what I'll pale, say. hard-working bunch that the Blues have. Here's what I'll say. My, my boss at the West Michigan Whitecaps, Mike Epstein, he's box office manager there. Is related to Theo? Not sure. I'll have to ask him. Needless to say, he has worked for both. Well, he's worked in both cities. He's worked in St. Louis and he's worked in Boston. He's worked personally for the Boston Bruins franchise. And he, from the people that he knows and the people that he keeps connections with, <clears throat> because he actually has you know connections to the St. Louis Blues uh, organization, from what we're hearing, it and what his opinion is, Mike Epstein believes that Boston's going to win based solely on the fact that they just have the championship mentality. Well, that's why I picked them to win in seven. They, I think the Blues will be able to compete with them. I just feel like somehow, some way, the Bruins pull it out. They're playing game seven they at home. They will. They're playing game seven at home. Nah. Come on, dude. Game seven in the Boston Garden. I said, the, I the said. Garden, the Toronto Dominion Garden. I said Blues in six. They better win in six because they sure as heck ain't winning in seven. I originally said Blues in six. However, I think Boston's going to win. And personally, if Boston's going to win this series, it's going to happen in five or seven. It's not going to happen in six. Oh, yeah. because I Well, I, no, I said Bruins in six. That's right. Because I said that the Blues were in a couple. Pardon me, folks. But I will say this. The Blues will not win in – the Blues will not win in seven – as the same way the Bruins will not win in five. They'll win either in St. Louis or at home. They'll win six or seven. I picked Bruins in six because, well, like I said, they're going to get the old, hey, congratulations, guys. We got it this far. Can't believe we made it this point, blah, blah, blah. That's what's going to happen. But, man, the Blues really show that they have an opportunity to make something happen here. And if they can take advantage at home where the Bruins weren't able to, oh, boy. I am 
Hey, listen, it's anyone series. I'm still standing by my pick, but man, the Blues looked they looked like a team. They okay, shut up. They looked like a good team. They're a team. Okay, uh, yes, I know Pierre Dorian. Sorry, he, Pierre Dorian just called into the show, guys. Did you guys miss that? Okay, sorry, I have him on speed dial just because I like to call him. When All he right, get, that's he gives me of that. he gives that's me dumb, enough of that. He gives me the dumb quotes, right? But it's a great, good looking series. Yeah, and so it's a good looking series. We'll see how it really plays out. Both these teams deserve, you know, to win, but it, you know, the cup only belongs to one city. That being said, we got some other hockey news. Other news! The Edmonton Oilers have hired Dave Tippett, 2009-2010 Jack Adams Award winner. Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett. Phoenix Coyotes. As Riding head Ilya Berzgalov. Yes, head coach. And you know what? Good pickup. Respectable. I think so. Guy's done it before. Is this kind of similar to Todd McClellan? We'll see. No, I don't, well, no, I don't I, think so. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. I think it's this comes back to the fact that he's got connections to the new general manager, but... Yes, well, of course. That's why Kenny Holland brought him in. He wanted a familiar face to kind of get used to the working with the organization. Tippett does have a track record of taking teams that are pretty bad to a decent run. Dallas. The twenty twelve Phoenix slash Arizona. The 2012 run that the Coyotes had to the conference final. That team does not, yes, Mike Smith was Vesna caliber that year, but I mean that's just how it is. And it it, it it comes down to the fact that also I think Dave Tippett's a good pickup for this team, based solely on the fact that he knows and Ken Holland knows, depending on whether or not the Edmonton Oilers know, the Dave Tippett has time. Yes, my girlfriend's sleeping. She does so, that. Sorry, I was making sure. I'm like, is she dead? No, she's sleeping. She's a little fox. Peanut she, gallery. She's sleeping. Oh, oh, great. You woke her up. Oh, goodness. Nevertheless, <laughs> uh, Dave Tippett understands, and I think it's probably something that he's talked about with Ken Holland, this team is a project. The The fact that you've had you know coaches going in and out of there, in and out of there, it, it it's, it's not a good look. They need a goal. Ten, oh, uh, okay. No, we'll they get, need a coach. We'll get to the Oilers and what they need to do later on. They need a coach. They need uh, an entire new roster. They need to get rid of Connor McDavid, and they need a goalie. Holy cow, you're still riding that train, aren't you? I am. Connor McDavid is a cancer to hockey. He's too good. He's not a can- Okay, his contract is a cancer to hockey. Is that yes. better? Yes, that's better. If he made $6 million, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> if he made $6 million, I, pfft, it was less, I think that's what that's not even what JT made when he was with the Islanders. It's not even what Sidney Crosby makes. No, Sidney Crosby makes 8.7. Now? No, oh, he made 8.7. Well, he's been making it for like eight years, I think. I don't know how many years the guy left on his contract. But nonetheless, good I, pickup. I like it because, like I said, he's, I like he's, like he's been on underperforming teams. He's worked with developing players to become better. And I think right now they just need someone to hold the fort down. Now, yes, people were looking at Dallas Aikens once again. Like, will Dallas Aikens get another opportunity? He's had a great run with San Diego. Could he be the next guy for Edmonton again? Who knows? I think he needs to stay in San Diego. And I think he needs needs to stay in that system. Well, the thing what he said, Dallas Aikens... What he said was he made the mis- like the mistakes he made in Edmonton helped him learn how to be a better coach. Yes, he he was blessed with a Marley's team that was literally an, pretty much guys that could play third fourth line in the NHL for a couple years there, which made him look good enough to go to the Edmonton Oilers. 
he was on a, yes, he coached a very bad Edmonton Oilers team, but he knew that. I think now if you put him in a situation, he knows what it's like to coach that level. He learned a thing or two. He paid his dues going back to the AHL. He bit the bullet, went back and learned. He knows what to do now. Well, I think he went he should... to a really good organization, though. Anaheim, are you sure? No, San Diego. But he went, he was in the okay, Anaheim the system. Okay, the Anaheim system, San Diego. But, okay. If Did you, they, if you the, listen, is if, Randy Carlisle still the coach? Because I, if, listen. If you listened to the last 31 Thoughts podcast with Elliot Freeman. Led by, hosted by Jeff Merrick. You'll know, oh, who is their guest? He's the, uh, the COO of the AHL. David Andrew? Uh, no, he's just leaving this year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking it up right AHL, on, my, oh, the on my phone right now. But David Branch. David Andrews. Dave, That's his name. David Andrews? Okay, sorry. David Andrews. David Andrews. The yes. AHL's Grand Poobah. Yes, he, yes, him. But he is, he is he, retiring, he, by the way. Congratulations to him. He's well, a, not he, after this year. What he's is got that? next year. After his, when his contract's up. Right. Because he's, I mean, he's done a lot for the league. Well, I, yeah, he's been there since 94. He's, hey, that, listen, of course. He my, was the guy that said, no, we're not going to do the, what the AHL or the IHL is doing. And we're not going to go and. We're sign. not going to try to be our own league. Yeah. We're going to stay in our lane, be like, hey, NHL, how you doing? And we're going to be a developmental league. Well, they were always that, but they're going to be the premier one. Whereas yeah. the IHL is like, we're going to do it. We're going to go to Europe. We're going to have a team over there. They actually did. The IHL did have a team in Russia. Yeah, and they screwed up. Well, yes. Well, they were the International Hockey League. What do you expect? Yeah, they were. They were planning on having at least one team in every country. Continent. No, country. Oh, continent. Country. They were not going to put a country team in Bangladesh. Boy. Well, no, I mean, like... There's okay. a better chance to put a team in Antarctica when than I doing... When I say country, Turkey. I mean... Well, actually, no, Turkey has a decent team, Countries that play hockey. So, a team in Kazakhstan, a team in England, France. Hey, if Metallica can play a show in Antarctica, peanut gallery over here... Talking about... Team. The Antarctic Penguins! Wait, you can't call them the Penguins. Crap, what are you going to call them? The Antarctic Frostbite! How about the... How about the... Ant- no, you got to have a team in the Arctic Circle. Call them the Tropics. Because global warming. <laughs> you have to. That's no. what I no, said. He's, he's moving up to the north. That's why I'm moving it. That's why you got to call. That way I can make the joke. You got. That, you know, so you have the so you. So you have the Antarctic frostbite and the Arctic reindeer. Because <laughs> it's North Pole. In the Arctic tropics. I like that better. Oh, gosh, Lord! It's not global warming. It's climate change. Global but warming, it's not climate just, change, it's because, the same thing. But you're making it, people sound like it's just that. Okay, here's a real, here's a real question. Yes or no? Do you believe in it? Yes. Global warming, climate change. Yes. Both. Yes. Okay, because, good. Because it, it's happened before, it's going to happen again. No, it's still happening. It's going down right now. No, that's, but, that's what I'm trying to say. It, it, it's, ha- this, this, people, yes, people have only been around, Alex, for not, I mean, only a few million years, Okay. Talking about hockey in Russia, Nikita Zaitsev is a Doofenshmirtz. The Doofenshmirtz. Yes. Fair fans in the peanut gallery. But, Girlfriend's yes. hot. <laughs> Anyways, before we... Before he we, decided to say some stupid stuff about Toronto. So... And it's media. He, and the fans. Get wait, him out. Well, 
okay, do you want to take it from, you want to relax a minute there and get off your high pedestal there, You're right. You tell them what happened, and I'll get mad. We don't know exactly what was said. But Nikita Zaitsev said he was displeased with the fan base, with the organization, didn't like playing in Toronto. The peanut gallery is shocked. They are shocked and awe. We are in shock and awe. Yes, we are all showing it. Dude, <laughs> shocker. But what the thing is is that, listen, Zaitsev has not worked out. That contract that Lula Morello signed with Nikita Zaitsev was never going to work out. No. And for some reason, Nikita Zaitsev yeah. didn't like being criticized. Listen, Jake Gardner is still on this hockey team, and God bless that boy's soul. He may not be back next year. Yeah. But the fact that he has worked his... The fact that he's taken all that and still put on the blue and white and tried every single night. Listen, Game 7, and that wasn't his... Wasn't his... Compared to Game 7's past, wasn't his worst game, but once again, he had a tough Game 7. But he still was an important part of this team. Yeah. But he still gave up, even though the things that were said to Jake Gardner... After Game 7 last year, after any point in the season made us a mistake last, this season, it's just he kept going. Zaitsev goes back home and complains about it. Yeah. Think, what? Thinking that nobody was going to find out? No. Buddy, welcome to the internet. Welcome. Are you new to this show? No. Are you kidding me? No. I Listen, I understand that everyone deserves a voice. Absolutely. I agree with it. But if you're trying to stay in the National Hockey League, because let's be honest, the Leafs are the only team that are going to keep you. No, that's not true. Oh, no. for $4 million? $4 million? People will pay for him. For a third-pairing defenseman? You know what happened. For a board- Dude, Martin, I would trust Martin Rinson more than they will Zaitsev. Pay- they'll pay for his rights after he goes back. Well, the, How about they, that? They have to. No, the Leafs will have to own the rights if he goes back to the KHL. They'll still own money. Yeah, that's kind of how contracts and, work. But it's going to count against the cap is the problem. They're going to try to offload that. They have to. You've got to give it to a team that needs it. You're going to have to retain, though. That's the problem. That's well, not your, if you gave them to Arizona. <laughs> what are you going to do? The Federal Gordiev drive and get a conditional seventh? No, do the Miriam Hosa thing. No, I mean like... I mean, Do the Pavel Datsuk thing. I mean, what do you, what, if you're the Coyotes, what do you give up? Seventh round draft who's pick. Your t- who's your leading score on the Roadrunners last year? I don't know. I mean, what, what? Seventh round draft pick. Can, do, yes, like I said, do the trade they just do with, like, with Minnesota Federer Gordiev. Conditional seventh if he signs if he, or if he plays 20 games next year. Yeah, exactly. Because let's be honest, Nikita Zaitsev may play 20, 30 games for the Coyotes next year. Why? Because they need a third-line defenseman. You know what they need to do? We need to bring back the old trade rules. I will give you the playing rights for, Nizi- for Nikita Zaitsev for a bucket of pucks. <laughs> We're going to go back to minor league rules here. Oh, heck yeah. We're trading a nice new thing of uh, CCM tax sticks and a nice fresh bucket of pucks straight from Czech Republic. Or are they getting from Slovakia now? Which one is it? Uh, well, I, okay, I I've never the, caught an NHL puck before. So. You have the pucks that are from the Czech. You have the okay, pucks those that are, are souvenir from Slovakia. I have both. You have Czech pucks. Slovakia was the it place for hockey pucks. You have the pucks that are still coming from Vietnam. I no, I'm okay. We know because it used to be the Czech Republic and Slovakia are where the pucks come from. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say Slovakia. Slovakia, you think the pucks? Whatever. Well, both. You know what I'm trying to say, though. I understand. The Zaitsev should go back to the KHL because let's be honest, I don't care. It's just can we get rid of that contract? 
Talking about European hockey, let's move on to somebody that is the future of hockey. Kapokako. Or, or skipping Kuznetsov. <laughs> Do we want to quickly mention what happened? Okay, Kuznetsov. Cocaine! So, suppo- so there's a video that surfaced that Kuznetsov may or may not have done a little lying or so. But the NHL cleared it, saying, uh, like, actually, I have the thing right here. Yeah, what, what is it? What did, what did they say, Tage? I had Because I didn't, read, I didn't read their official statement. So the deputy commissioner, Bill Daly, said the league interviewed Kuznetsov among its of fact-finding Of course, Bill steps. Daly said something. Oh, it's, of course, Bill Daly. So while we certainly, he said, quote, while we certainly do not condone or endorse some of the decisions he made on the night in question, Mr. Kuznetsov's account of the events that transpired aligns with other information we have been able to gather, and we have not we found no basis to question his representations with respect to what did and what did not occur. We consider the matter formally closed. Therefore, they're not going to penalize him. And oh, yeah. Kuznetsov issued an apology saying he's never taken legal drugs in his life or his career. He, like, he publicly apologized to the Capitals and all the fans. Or Probably teammates. wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Yes, Absolutely. Don't okay. Anyone who says these athletes don't go out and party, you're dumb. Well, yeah, they party. It's just a matter of how they party, and that's why. How hardy do they party? Stop. Oh, that was good. Oh, give me man. one up top. Uh. Uh, but gangster. Listen, like I said, and that's just. I, I'm not gonna say whether or not what happened happened. You, people, if you've seen the video, watch the video. I mean, it's like, the thing is, is that there's money and there's powder. It looks like lines of powder while Kuznetsov is there. That's what they see. So what exactly happened? Did he or did he not? Who knows? The point is, it's a mixture of people trying to exploit and people in the wrong. I'm not saying it's the exact similar thing what happened with the Ottawa Senators. And the oh, driver. No, 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 we're no, not no, bringing no. this up. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm saying wrong on one side for exploitation Wrong on one side for the action or supposed action. That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm not comparing the two and saying they did the same thing. No. I'm saying it wasn't supposed action. As of right now, there's no clear evidence that Kuznetsov. But what I'm saying is like they were in but they were cocaine. but they were around that. However, they were, it is proven fact <laughs> the, on video and audio recording that the Ottawa Senators said that. <laughs> But you know what I'm trying, you know, okay, you know what I'm saying, though. It's wrong place, wrong time, and there's a camera rolling. That's what happened. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. We don't, like I said, we don't know if Knessov did it, but it was there. Let's put it this way, folks. The 80s were a thing. Bobby Probert, God rest his soul, those are there, too. That's a different time. It's still, you, can't ha- compare you it. cannot say that players don't. You can't compare you, it. You cannot tell me that there's some players in this league Zach Cassian, that have never that have never or may still do it. You don't know. You cannot tell me that there's not that the, the league is. You I can't c- tell me the league is clean. I can't tell you that the league's clean. And I can't tell you that's dirty either. It's not my pig, not my farm. I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll respect that. I will respect now, that. talking about players that are clean, however, <laughs> are using dirty tactics. Well, the guy that I laugh at his name because it's hilarious. Capacaco. Hey, double gold winner, man. World Junior Gold, World Championship Gold. Congratulations to Finland, like I said that before. Now, I've actually kind of thought about this for a while, 
um, his decision for skipping the NHL combine. And it's because he doesn't want to show his weakness. So I've been listening. Of course, I listen to him. Like I said, I always bring them up hockey central at noon because you learn a lot from former general managers, Doug McClain, you know, John Shan's been around the game forever. Brian NHL Burke. insiders. Brian Burke is a wonderful man. But the thing is, is that what he said was about what? What he said about the combine is that it's not necessarily what the guys do in when they're doing the, the tests, the sprints, the lifts, or whatever. It's not that. Like Mike Zygamanich joked in his last week that he couldn't do a pull-up. Don't forget, when I was 18 years old, I could do three? None. Three. I could do three at least. Please. Bro, if you can't do at least 20 upside down, get out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Long story. Okay. Continue. Uh, but the point is that it's more or less getting to know the players now. They're doing a lot more of those psychology interviews, stuff like that. The character stuff. Yes. They're doing that a lot more than they used to. It's literally just, hey, here, do some push-ups or whatever and cool. But... There's, there is those, like I said, they do it to interview the players. And then there's mainly trainers that like to look at where the weaknesses are for injury proneness. Where are they injury prone? If they do a squat improperly, where are they wrong there? If they're doing, how are they doing their chin ups, their sprints? How do they run? Could that affect something like that? They're not looking for how strong they are, how fast they are. Oh, yeah. Cause they, well, yes, but they can develop that. Cause don't forget, this is all dry land. There's no, there's no skating involved. Could you imagine if they did like an on-ice combine? Yeah, it'd be a lot more interesting. Don't get me wrong. It'd be like the NFL combine. It'd oh, be yeah. a lot more fun I, to watch. Be, it, yeah. I don't want to watch a hockey player do a, a box jump or run on a wind sprint machine. I don't care. Put him out there and go goal line to red line. Hardest shot. Hardest shot accuracy shooting puck. Do the skills competition for the draft picks. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. It's kind of like. You'd see a it's lot. It's kind of like what I would the watch NFL it. does. The all-star competitions are what they do during the combine. Except, well, they don't do 40. Well, they do 40-yard yeah. dashes? I don't know. But they do. That, but you know what I'm saying, though? It'd be a lot more entertaining if they did it that way. But Capacaco not showing up. Listen, I think it's more or less because he knows he's already going number two. And whether or not Jeff Gordon and the Rangers staff have already reached out to him saying, listen, we don't care who you are, but we're drafting you. Because let's be honest, Jack Hughes, number one, no surprise there. Despite how good Kako was during the tournament in the World Championships, it's the same thing when Patrick Laine outplayed Matthews in the 2016 tournament. I looked and said, listen, if the Leafs pick Laine just because he was good in that tournament, that's a shame. Because let's be honest, just because of how good Finland was, that was not the best teams. that They were not playing the best players. Credit where credit is due. Yes, they won the tournament. They beat a really good Canadian team. Uh, they, earned, they earned the gold medal. But... That should not be the telltale sign that Capocacco is better than Jack Hughes. No. And, and, and Capocacco is a great player. And I think Jack Hughes would play much better with Taylor Hall anyways than Capocacco would. Right. But Kako, he... Okay, there's the highlight videos, and there's, there's the videos that people post on you know Facebook and Twitter of, oh, look at Capocacco completely destroying his teammates in Finland's you know practice. It's okay. A, okay. Tomas Yurko could lacrosse cradle a hockey puck. Yeah, and that's basically what got him where picked he, up by Detroit. Where is he now? Hello. He won, a, he won a Memorial Cup, by the way. Rockford. Gosh. Well, actually, hold on. He might be in Chicago. 
he may have played with Chicago a lot last year because, well, the, well, the Hawks were... Uh, no, I think he ended up in Rockford. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Wolves. No, no, he wasn't. Because I would have known because remember they played him in the playoff series. Hmm. The Griffs did, at least. Where did Thomas... Where is Thomas here going? Looking up! Needless to say, uh, Capacaco, he knows where he's at. He knows what he's worth. It's just a matter of, can he go and play on... North American ice. Well, he... Oh, I'm sorry. Thomas we, we, Herco, he split time between the Springfield Thunderbirds and the Charlotte Checkers, where he finished the year with. So, the Checkers team that's in the Calder Cup final. Hey! That's my team. Yeah. Kinda. Not really. Now, a piece of news that was released most recently. The NWHL will not be expanding to Canadian markets. However, they are open to a new league. This is possibly... What people have been referring to as hashtag one league, hashtag the league. This is a the step. This is this what happens? Because remember, Gary Bettman has gone on record saying he's not going to come in and just take over. So this was. And he um, do you want to read off the statement they made? Part of well, there was a big log statement, but this was the blip that got everyone talking. Right. This is the segment that people have been putting on TSN, Sportsnet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. ESPN even, which is... No, actually, it was on ESPN. They put it on ESPN TV or ESPN.com? Because that's probably... That's Greg Wyshynski. Uh, ESPN.com and then part of the interruption. They actually... Wow, really? They're talking about hockey. Man, they're really right. They, they, do, they love talking about hockey. They're right in this ESPN Plus thing right now, aren't they? No, it's the fact that part of the interruption talks about everything. They're one of those classic shows hey. that they decide, hey... We are on a sports network. We're going to talk about sports. And when I say we're talking about sports, we're talking about all sports. Hey, they know that NBC deal is coming up soon. I'm just saying. ESPN, they're going to try. And all I can say right now, they got to try harder. Yeah, and, and who who made this quote? Just to make sure. This was the end of, this was the league statement. Okay, league, league statement, statement. Just to make sure. Yep. This is a direct quote from the league statement. From the National Women's Hockey League. Quote. We are proud to be leaders in this movement, and we have never stood in the way of progress. Our efforts have always been to fuel it, and we have made significant strides. We will never obstruct, and we have always been available to collaborate in the interest of building our sport. This will never change. We fight for progress. We strive to evolve. We'll always do what's best for the game. If any individuals or groups come forward and they declare that they are ready to start and invest in a new league where women can receive a a substantial full-time salary and medical insurance, we would be ecstatic to have a conversation about a partnership or passing the torch. We have participated in meetings with stakeholders in hockey and inquired into the best of our knowledge no one is putting this forward at this time. End quote. So what they're saying, folks, is they have succumbed to the pressure. The pressure of media, players, fans. They have realized that despite them trying to make a league next year, despite them increasing the salary and increasing what the pension the players get paid to... Well, it's not a pension. Salary. 
Yes, Alex. And what I make at Davenport is also salary. No, a pension is completely different from a salary. They make minimal. They're making more than two grand. Barely above that. They raised it, but still. Anyways. It's not a livable wage. And then they have the boycott. The 200-player boycott. 200-plus player boycott, which did not just include Canadian players or future college or players coming out of college. It included their best players as well in the NWHL. They realize, despite them still trying to sign the best players they can that still are willing to play, that who buy, who see an opportunity to just keep playing hockey after college, are realize they're not, they are not the top-tier talent that they could have with this one league. This is the time. This is the place. I keep saying it on this show. It needs to happen now. If you lose a year worth of good hockey with all these players sitting out, it's over. It's very hard to come back from. I wouldn't say over, but... Respectably. It would be very, very difficult. Is this why the CWHL folded? Maybe. We'll never know. We went over this before. Did they fold to hopefully get the one league? I don't know. No, the league folded because they could not do it. Yeah. They could not There's been, fund it. There have been reports have shown that they that they could have. It's possible, but sometimes it's just best to let the dying dog die. But it wasn't a dying dog. But that's not the order there. Sticking with the NWHL. They know that they need to do it. Now, whoever they've talked to, have they really talked to a legitimate investor? We don't know. We don't know who they've talked to. They just said, we've talked to people. Of course they have. Who have they talked to is the question. Are they talking to the right people? Are they just saying that so people will get off their schneid? Is this a publicity move to have everyone say, oh, yes, they're doing the right thing? We don't know. Hey, man, white collar world's dirty for a reason. You can do a lot of things and get away with it. The evidence is in the pudding. If we see women's hockey next year at a professional level. At a premier professional level. Okay, premier professional level. Because technically, Alex, you are a professional ticket salesman. And I'm a professional warehouse supervisor. We well, get that's paid our profession. Because we get paid to do that's it. That's our profession. It doesn't pay well, but a substantial professional league is what we're looking for. I'm a professional broadcaster. I get paid. I don't want to say squat, but I don't get paid a whole lot. The point is, is that this is the opportunity to do it. Now, is this where the NHL steps in? Maybe. It won't happen right now because they're busy with the finals. I don't expect any, anything to come out of the NHL right now. I don't expect anything to come out until after the draft. I don't expect anything to come after free agent until after free agency. I guarantee you. Well, I'm okay. The there's NHL, probably stuff going on right now. There probably is because Gary Bettman. He it's not his time or place to really worry about this kind of stuff. You don't say. Yeah, you don't. And he's a lawyer. He knows when to and when not to talk. Exactly. He knows that right before the first game of the finals to say, hey, we're going to have video review and how he didn't like the hand pass goal in game four because he knows when to talk. He knows what the, he knows what the, despite him being a very stubborn minded, worse than Vince McMahon stubborn at times. There is a reason why he invented an office for himself. Basically. I agree. He, you have a position. Yes, he, he became the first commissioner, but it needs to happen. This one league, what I don't know what you're going to call it, 
Women's National Hockey League, whatever, I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't care, but it needs to happen now. This is the chance. You have all these players that are buying in. They created a professional women's hockey association for this very reason. You have a boycott because they want what you have to give them what they want. Or else you're going to lose the best, right now, the best generation of women's hockey players ever. This is the opportunity to do it. And if the NWHL is going to be so gosh darn stubborn headed about it and not let it happen, not fold the doors to allow someone else to get in here and have a legitimate league. What are you talking about? I'm saying that the NWHL needs to just... They're trying. They're talking to people. They literally said it. But what I'm saying is they're trying to run with them. Like, if they have to pass... Yes, they have to, quote, pass the torch. They need to do it. Under the system and the way they run it now, their league, it will not work. They need well, that's what to they're come. trying to do. But they need some. They need it needs. That's to be a, what they're trying to do. It needs to be a brand new league, Alex. That's what they said. Pass the torch. Right. They need. They're to. willing to go and die. They are willing to put a gravestone then that do says it. it takes time. You can't just say, "Hey, go do it," and then boom, it automatically happens. You need investors. But you, you know. need a backing. You need stuff going on behind the scenes. You can't just sit here in a but basement. But you know, you know there's you can't people just that sit can do a, it. Yes, there's people that can do it, but you can't sit in a basement and just tell them to do it and expect it the next day. No, it takes time. That's why they're talking to people. That's why they're trying to get stuff done. It's not going to happen automatically. But they thought and they you were know what? Here's another kicker. If they do something and they make hashtag one league and this group of hockey players that does not want to participate because X, Y, and Z, they choose not to participate, that's their own decision. It comes down to what those players want, the select 200, and what the NWHL or what the new league is able to come up with. It is our job as hockey fans, as people that are working in the sports industry, to sit and watch and talk about it, think about it, decide whether or not, in our own personal opinions, what they're doing is right or wrong. It is not like they're doing nothing because they're trying to. They as soon say, as, as, soon as, as the, soon as I see results, I'll believe it. And you know what? When it happens, it's you're because right. I will be glad when it you is, prove me wrong, Alex. It is because your it. attitude and attitudes like yours, where you are doubting them, that's where the backlash is. That's where they are losing so much confidence in women's hockey because people don't trust them to do the job. They keep their because they have they come are out trying. And they you know what? They're going to try to actually continue with their format. They finally realize that they are in the wrong. That's the problem. That yes, I'm glad. And it took that's them a month. why they said, "Panning yes. off the torch." Did you read the quote? Yes, I did. Okay, did you I, read the quote or did you look at the quote? I I read the quote. I heard you, and I understand. They're finally going to do it. They're, they're finally, they have to buy in. Yes, but the best of our knowledge, there's no one putting So don't time. sit here and tell me that they're not trying. Because that's what you were doing with your I don't know what they're trying. Like I said, this could be exactly. all just, this It's not all your publicity. job to know. It's not your job to know. But we deserve to know. Whether or not this is true or not, we don't know. I Like I said, okay, I, will not a- underst- I will not believe what they're saying until it happens. Okay, perfect. It's not their responsibility to tell everything that they're doing because you have some leagues that i know of that that, that they'll say inform the fans that no 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 no. there are some leagues 
that'll go out and they'll say, hey, we're doing this. And then they'll have to go out and say and backtrack and say, oh, hey, by the way, this investor that we had that was, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they're not doing that anymore. No, they're playing it smart. They're doing what's good for hockey and good for the brand. They're They're not going to go out and say exactly everything that they're doing. That's stupid. It's unprofessional. It looks sloppy. They're going to set everything up, get everything set. That way, when they do announce it, everything's taken care of. All of the organizations are set. Everyone's fully staffed. All the players are taken care of. I'm glad that's when they're going to announce it. And that's when they're going to say something. That's when you're going to find out stuff. You don't want to go out and you don't want to say, hey, we're going to have a league. And, you know, it's going to have this, 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 and make a but bunch of promises and, right. and make a bunch of promises that you can't keep. You want to go out and you want to make promises and then go beyond those. That's what this new league needs to do. That's what the so NWHL. So you agree with me that has to be a new league. It cannot be the NWHL. If it, it's the NWHL, but they use a different system, or if it's a new league, I don't care. Well, it have to be independent support then because, listen, like we, like I said, funding. There will be sponsors: Coca Cola, Mercedes, Audi, all these different brands. They'll buy into it. You want to know why? Because it's good. It's good for hockey. It's good for women's culture. It's good for everybody. I, I, so I, I don't think a few, I don't think a few sponsors are going to save this league and make it a profitable league. They can though. Yeah. How many sponsors are you going to get? More than stinking Junior A rink out in Sioux Falls, let me tell you that. All I'm saying is this. If the people are there, the money's there, and the market is there, which all three are in existence, something can can happen. You're right. So you know what? We need to have a positive attitude. We need to think, all right, these people don't know exactly what they're doing, but we hope that they're doing good. I hope so. Hope they do the right thing. Exactly. And that's what all we can hope for. Fingers we, crossed. We can't sit back here and we can't bash them. We got to hope for the best and support them with whatever their decision is. Last thing we need is we, we need, you need the good players. You need the talented marketable players. They don't have any of them. Nope. Nor that, will they. And that's why they need to, to succumb to some demands. They need to make sure that these players are well taken care of on and off the it ice. It won't be them. It won't be them in charge. They'll be part of it but they won't be the ones in charge. They'll be part I'm of the new league. Sure, I'm sure they will. I eh, I feel like whoever whoever buys in, whoever really fully invests into this new league, they'll have a say in who's there and who's not. Well, of course they will, because in, investors, and there will be a board of governors that have a say in this. You know, if, if it becomes the uh, WNHL and the NHL is the prime or sole owner of the entire league, they'll have a say if or who works there. How, yeah, like somehow the NBA and WNBA. You're right. Needless to say, I just, there's a lot that has to happen, and we can't sit here and bash them. I think it's unfair to the league, and I think it's unfair to women's hockey to do that. I just want... I They had an opportunity to make a statement when the CWHL announced it was going to fold. And they didn't have to. They didn't. You're right. They didn't. They didn't have to. They thought they could continue on. And they then the, the players left. The fans... Buffalo Buttes... Pajula Sports Entertainment, who owned the team, they gave him back. Owners that were privately owning teams that were supporting these teams, Metro River Tears being another one, they gave him back to the league. Once they saw the money was leaving the league, they realized they were in the wrong. Because 
Well, they, like I said they, before, before you interrupted me, how stubborn they were, how they thought they could pull this off. And that's why they're saying, all right, we need to make changes. We're working on it. We're doing our best. So, you know what? Worst comes to worst, these group of 200 women do what Paul Rabel does. He made an entire new league for himself. Six teams, PLL, yep. Premier Lacrosse League. If they don't like how it is, you need to start from scratch. We'll see how it goes. On that note, thank you so much for listening. Please use the hashtag The Keel Podcast. Talk to us on Twitter at The Keel Podcast. You can follow Tyler on Twitter because he's on there more likely than I am at TJKU29. I'm your host, as always, for Tyler. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye.